This episode of Talk Your Book is proudly brought to you by Honan, providing a complete range of insurance, risk, and financial solutions. Well, Tom Lambert, thanks very much for coming back on Talkie Book. Now, the last time you were on, initially there was a few cheap shots about your uh, about your hair on social media, but they quickly evaporated once the uh, the price rise in reject shop came to fruition. So, congratulations on uh, on your last call. Thanks, CJ. Thanks for having me on again. I think um, t- take note of that and obviously fix the hair for you this time. So, <laughs> apologies to the viewers for for last time. And the reject shop's done very well since we last spoke. It, you know, I think we, we were in at 270 and it's, it's trading north of six. You know, I think the market has reflated uh, in, in that period, but, but um, you know, certain stocks uh, have done better than others and, and TRS is one of them. No, it was a brilliant call and I had a lot of people ask to, uh, when are you coming back on? So, um, so thanks again for, for coming back on. And what stock do you want to talk about today? A little stock called Jumbo Interactive, GIN is the stock code. So I'll talk a little bit about what they do. So GIN is effectively Tabcorp's online distribution arm for lottery products. Um, Think products like Powerball, Auslotto, and traditionally I'd go down to the corner kiosk and, and buy a lottery ticket and I'd queue up and I'd pay my money and I'd get my ticket. These days, you can just go online and buy one. And so Jumbo have an exclusive license with, with Tabcorp to um, run that operation uh, in Australia. And how long does that exclusive license go for? So it's just been renegotiated until 2030. And what that allows them to do is, is sell, sell the product in all states and territories uh, in Australia, um, except for um, actually Queensland and, and Western Australia, um, Tabcorp doesn't have the license uh, in yet. So, uh, but Jumbo have around 20 to 25% off, uh, off the online market. And this is a market that's growing very quickly. And if you think about, I guess these days, everything's moving online, but you, know, you think about all the, all the sectors, you've got you know, real estate, you've got automotive, you've got travel, um, over the last 15 to 20 years, all of these things have, have gradually moved online. And I guess gambling has as well. And, and lotteries is, is just a version of that. So, so right now, um, a rough mix, about 80% of, of all lottery transactions are done at the kiosk and or, or, you know, news agency. And about 20% are done online. So those are sort of the rough numbers. And so do you see a, a, an event like lockdowns like we're currently experiencing providing even a, a, a tailwind for a, a company like this? Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, what's, what's interesting is uh, the drivers are typically, you've got online migration, which I spoke about, but you've also got um, you know, large jackpots. And what happens with jackpots is, the, I guess, the larger they are, then that acts as kind of a marketing um, event in itself. And so my propensity to spend as a consumer should increase uh, when there's a large jackpot. And as an example, you know, back in 2019, I think there was two Powerball jackpots that were like $100 million each, you know, big jackpots. And what happens is that drives consumer awareness and, and demand to buy lottery tickets. And so in 2019, revenue was very high. 
In fact, it was up around 70% year on year uh, for, for Jumbo. Uh, so that drives revenue and online migration drives revenue. Um, in F20, and this is, I'll talk about why we like it in a second, but revenue is only up single digits. And some might say, well, that's, that's a disappointing result. It's only up, you know, four or 5% year on year. But you've got to keep in mind jackpots, um, large jackpots are down year on year. I think in F20, we're expecting 39 jackpots, um, large jackpots uh, versus I think it were 49 in, in FY19. That's a big difference. The fact that the company has, has managed to, to generate a positive revenue growth number is impressive in, in that context. And so as a non-lotto player, jackpot is just a byproduct of nobody winning the major prize the week before. Is that right? Exactly right. So it's just sort of a random thing that, that can't really be predicted or extrapolated. So do you look at your sales figures in relation to those jackpots? Do you say sales per $3 million um, lotto or sales per $6 million prize pool as a way to work out how efficacious their sales technique is? Yeah, it's look, it's an excellent point. I, I think... First of all, you're, you're right. You can't exactly predict uh, what, what the revenue number will be year by year because of this, this jackpot, large jackpot variance that goes on. And in, any, in a way, maybe that's why the market hasn't, you know, in our view, fully valued the stock um, because there is some uncertainty uh, year by year. If you look at the numbers and, you know, there's kind of all sorts of simulations that are run by mathematicians and, and actuaries and, you know, we think that there's a very high probability that at least 40 large jackpots happen um, every year as, as a minimum. Um, now, obviously, this year we, we missed out by one you know, with 39. I guess it's, it's like any mathematical model. You, you, can, you can predict it to a certain degree. You can't predict it 100% because there's going to be some variance along the way, but you can have, you can have an idea of the range of outcomes. And you know, there will be a range of outcomes, but on an underlying expected value basis, if you like, um, the way to look at it is a business that grows 20% year, year on year on average. Yeah. And in some years, it's going to be 50. In some years, it's going to be, you know, 3 or 4%. And so maybe talk us through some of those numbers. Maybe say uh, cash flow uh, when compared to their, their share price, maybe cash in the bank, which is a, a, a pretty sizable amount. And um, uh, maybe walk through some of those numbers because it does stack up pretty attractively when you compare it to, to other businesses. Yeah, sure. So... Look, we think the business is trading on around 25 times price to earnings growth. Um, it has it's historically done about 20% per year uh, compound average revenue growth since 2015. The EBITDA margins and, and gross margins are very high. Um, net profit margins are sort of 25%. It doesn't require any capital. So if you think about the, sort of what's going on, Tabcorp are spending all the money developing the product. Um, so... Jumbo don't have any, any capital expenditure or, or minimal and, and they're simply a, a distribution arm. So it's almost like a software business. Yeah. So their, their spend, if, if you like, is on, uh, you know, IT, um, uh, you know, some sort of IT support, some, some minimal sales, you know, but it's not, it's not large quantities of capital. Um, and as a result, it's, it's a very high margin business which is why we like it so high growth low margin uh, sorry high, high growth high margin uh, defensive uh, sector and lotteries is a is, is basically a monopoly in Australia and so uh, Jumbo only have one competitor which is Tabcorp itself 
and so they're, they're operating in kind of a, a semi semi kind of monopoly environment with with those characteristics we think it's extremely cheap at 25 times pe i mean you can't you can't find a company that's trading on 25 times pe with with those characteristics um, in in the market in in, in our opinion and do you, do you think that there's a, a negative or an inverse correlation between the broader economic environment and the lottery business? History shows there can be. Uh, when there's recessions, I guess people tend to gamble more. Um, with, with lotteries, you know, you, you wouldn't rely on it as a, as a kind of a, a base case um, in, in your model because um, we haven't really tested that, you know, in, in, in deep recessions in Australia uh, simply because we, we haven't had one for so long. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assume that that's the case, uh, but there is an element of recession proof here. Absolutely. And what's their, what's their growth in active users like if you compare it to other software businesses? That's one of the key metrics people talk about. Yeah, it's been good. So they've got about 700,000 active users, which, you know, has grown, again, it, it depends on when the large jackpots are, are situated year by year. Um, but but it has grown with revenue growth. So it's, it's growing at 25% of CAGR um, over the last few years. So it's, it's, it's pretty solid. And, you know, for a software business, we think that that those metrics um, again, are very attractive. Um, It's worth noting as well that not only do they distribute Tabcorp's um, lottery product, they also have a separate uh, sort of software as a service arm of the company, which uh, sells or white labels, uh, their back end um, to allow other lotteries around the world to use their product. And these could be lotteries like, you know, charity lotteries, um, hospital lotteries, these kinds of lotteries, which are, uh, I guess, not subject to, to, to having a license, but um, they obviously need software to run. And that's a growth area for Jumbo, certainly, which we don't think is priced in to the stock either. Do you think that could become a material part of the business in three years down the track? So the company thinks it, it can, and the company are forecasting uh, total transaction value to be around a billion dollars plus uh, by 2022. Uh, we think that's, you know, it's optimistic, I think that number, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, is it achievable? Yes. Uh, right now, to give you an idea, they're doing around 350 million of total transaction value per annum. Um, and if you add in, you know, I think they won maybe a hundred million dollars of of uh, lottery transactions um, for the software business recently. So if they keep going and, and winning contracts, you know, 100, 200, 300 million dollars there, then obviously, obviously we can get to that number. But uh, you know, it's 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 an optimistic number. Um, that said, it's it's a high growth software business, and what's the right multiple for a high growth software business? Uh, usually these things trade on an EV to sales ratio. And you know, I've seen businesses that trade on you know, five to 10 times EV to sales. Um, this trades on an earnings multiple. In terms of the, um, the $100 million, they've got a roundabout of cash sitting in the yep. bank. Yep. Where do you see that being allocated? Are there any sort of horizontal takeover opportunities potentially available or potential increase in distribution? What would you like to see the company do with that money? Look, I think it'd be nice to see dividends and, and capital management. And obviously that's a decision for the board. Uh, historically, they've paid a 3 to 4% dividend uh, and, and we'd like to see that continue. There's a chance for a buyback. Um, as I said, they've got a strong balance sheet. 
about $100 million of cash we expect by, by the end of, of F20. And let's see what happens. Um, on the M&A front, you know, to me, there's no, there's no natural acquisition that you'd make domestically simply because you know, the market's locked up anyway with, with only two players. There's the lot and there's, there's Jumbo. And so you, know, you can't buy the lot because you know, Tabcorp owns it. Um, so, so what do you, what do, you do? Uh, you, you, offshore, maybe? You can expand offshore and expand your software business. And you know, I, think that, I think it makes sense that they expand organically because uh, you know, they already have the software built. So you know, what, what are they buying? Um, you could buy a sales team and, and try and distribute offshore. That's an idea. But um, you know, we'd, we'd hope that they're prudent with the cash, to be honest, and, and, uh, and use it wisely, look after shareholders. That's obviously, I'd like to see that as a fund. And what are the main risks you think? So I think the risks are the lottery market in Australia um, you know, obviously changes. So from a regulatory standpoint, uh, Tabcorp could lose their license or seek to renegotiate terms with Jumbo. It's worth noting that under the current contract, uh, that, that license isn't due for renegotiation until 2030. So we have some time. And it doesn't hold up even if there was a change of ownership to the lotto business? The distribution still needs to happen. Uh, people still want to buy lottery tickets online. So, so you're absolutely right. Uh, there's, there's an argument to say that the Jumbo, uh, Jumbo's position in the market is, is quite defensive, no matter who the, the license holder is. So, yeah, but, but all sorts of things could happen. You know, the government could deregulate the market, for instance, and, and um, you know, there'd be a flood of competition suddenly. Uh, so, so nothing's for sure, but certainly we, we're not expecting that to happen. Um, Lotteries are a great um, uh, tax generator for for governments. So uh, their monopoly business, high margin, very very uh, low return to player uh, margins. So um, you know, they're good for operators and good for governments, and potentially bad for the consumer. Uh, aside from the entertainment side. Absolutely. Well, that sounds good, Tom. It's pretty simple business to get your head around. Interesting. Uh, the dynamic of one customer is an interesting one, or one. I guess point of weakness, if you like, in the Tabcorp relationship, but I guess the bigger they get, uh, the bigger a part of Tabcorp's wagering business they also become. Well, that's right. And look, the other interesting dynamic here is, is Tabcorp have around 12% of Jumbo shares they own. So they also have some poison pills in, in the licensing agreement uh, that restricts uh, you know, competitors taking a share of Jumbo. So, you know, you could look at it and say, Typically, in these software businesses, as they, as they grow, sometimes they get taken out. Um, we don't think that Jumbo will be acquired for that for that reason, other than to be acquired by Tabcorp. So, you could say that that's that's a, a negative. You know, it's not a takeover target. But certainly, to us, you know, aside from those those things that I talked about, the risks and and the uh, the lack of a takeover target, you know, we think it's a high growth defensive business that. Uh, it's trading very cheaply for, for what it is. Beauty Mark, really appreciate you coming back on. Thanks, CJ. This episode of Talk Your Book was proudly brought to you by Honan, who go beyond a transactional insurance broker to deliver better outcomes for their clients. If you're enjoying Talk Your Book, make sure you subscribe to Chris Judd Invest.